Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Time for how to when we consider some of the decisions you might not make every day. Today, it's how to run in an election. Noel Rock is a recovering Fine Gael TD. He's much better now. Afternoon, Noel. Thanks for coming into us. Hi, Sean. How are things? <laughs> not too bad. Now, the okay, the, 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 the first thing, I suppose, let's take from the point of view of just an ordinary person. They're not a member of, of a political party, but they, you know, they want to contribute something. What What's the first few steps they have to take? So uh, we're s- on a kind of, if you like... From to, to just even get in the race. Yeah, so we're starting from step one, ground yeah. zero. We'll assume it's Sean Moncrief wants to run for election, essentially. Yes. And what does Sean Moncrief has to have to do as a step one? Well, step one is you have to decide if you want to run for a particular political party or if you want to run as an independent. So if you want to run for a particular political party, be it a small party or a big one, you have to join that party. Uh, In order to get to run then for that party, you have to put yourself in front of the membership of that party. Now, that might be a small membership. For example, where I represented, the north side of Dublin, uh, Fine Gael wouldn't have had a huge membership there. So in order to get the nomination to run for Fine Gael, I had to get about 35 votes in that particular branch to be nominated and to be the candidate. uh, But it would be the case that if you go, you're going to join a political party... There, there often can be inside particular political parties a pecking order. You know, you've just arrived, and and John, Joe, and Mary are expect that they're going to be the next ones on the ballot because they've served their time, kind of thing. Naturally, there would yeah. be in most branches and most places. It'd be like me arriving in news talk today and saying I want to sit in the pre- presenter's chair or the producer's chair, but you can't obviously because there is a pecking order and there is a presenter and there is a producer in place. But uh, in 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 most p- political parties, there's always opportunities, I suppose. Mm. So if you arrived as a brand new member of a political party today, ahead of the local elections in 2024, there probably would be opportunities right across the city and indeed the country. If you really did want to run and pursue election, there probably would be. Right. The second route, though, to get away from the po- okay, political yeah, parties. But just to say that for a second, no, yeah. but, but say you, you join, but presumably, you know, you're going to meetings and you want get, to get other people to notice you or somehow to go, they might be a good candidate. Like, how do you go about doing that? Well, I suppose, uh, like, so you'd have regular branch meetings, right, uh, within your branch, within the particular party that you wanted to run for. So you might take up a position within the branch. There's always a chairperson of a branch, a secretary, a treasurer, like any community group or organisation, mm. really. There's always these these board positions, if you like. So doing one of those and doing a good job in one of those would be a key determining factor in being looked on favourably to be a candidate. The other one is to be known in your community already. So to be, you know, a good residence association person or to be a good local sports person Mm. or to be a well-known person in your community for one good reason, ideally, or another. Yes. (laughs) 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 I've just got out of prison. I'd like to run for Fine Gael. Normally it doesn't work well, I imagine. So, right, okay, so that's, okay, how you get to that point from within a party. But if you decide to be an independent... Yep, if you decide to be an independent and just literally decide you want on the ballot, well, that's relatively straightforward, actually. For a general election, you either need 30 signed declarations from members or from people in the constituency or €500. For a council election, the threshold's lower again, 15 declarations or €100. So actually, if you really want to get your name on a ballot and run as an independent because you feel particularly strongly about a particular thing... Then you can, most yeah. likely. Where do you go to get on the ballot? 
So where do you go to get on the ballot? Normally you would start off with the city and county council would tend to advise you on this. But actually citizens information have a big write-up which can actually guide you through the process if you so wish. So literally, if you type into Google right now, Irish general election candidate, uh, you will you will get the, the first result will be citizen information and they will they will help guide you through it. Right, OK. <laughs> Might get a lot of uh, um, <laughs> defamatory <laughs> entries as well, I imagine, uh, <laughs> on that one. But so you can, with no signatures, if you just have five hundred quid, you can run in. You can run in a, a general election. Yeah, it's, it's an either-or situation. Yeah. yeah. So. And so uh, that deposit, do you get it? Always get it back, or can you lose it? Now, so there are there are two types of deposit that you can get back prospectively. One is that entry deposit, if you like, that five hundred euro that we talk about. But then, secondarily to that, you can also get an element of your expenses back. If you achieve in a general election a certain minimum threshold of the vote, the state will recognise that, will say that democracy is a legitimate activity. You didn't win on this occasion, but we will give you a certain percentage of your expenses back up to the amount of, I think, about €8,700. Right. OK. But, and to, to get those uh, to get the uh, those expenses back, how much how many votes would you have had it's, to garner? It's a calculation depending on the number of seats in a constituency. In my constituency, for example, it would have been in and around 8%. Right. OK. Yeah. So it's a reasonable threshold. Yeah. You do have to get a few thousand votes to, to get that back. OK. So, but, but if you've paid your 500 quid... <laughs> And you got like 10 votes uh, and most of your family didn't vote for you. Will you get your deposit back? Yeah, it'd be, be a bad day out, I'd say, Sean, yes. to be honest with you. <laughs> you'd be looking at the few family members who didn't vote for you and I'm then wondering. you'd be looking for yeah. the 500 euro back off them, I'd say. Yeah, but you wouldn't get it back from... Afraid not. Yeah, you, you, you would lose your... De- right, you would lose your deposit. Yeah. So, okay, so say you've, uh, uh, you're full of idealism and hubris and you've paid your 500 quid or got, I suppose better, got 30 people uh, to nominate you. Those 30 people who have to nominate you, do they have to say I know this person to be of, of good character or make any kind of declaration of that nature or what do they, they say? Have, yeah, the, the declaration from memory has to say that you comply with all the terms and conditions that there are attached to being a candidate, which is to say that you're not uh, an MEP already, that you're not the Keown Corla of the doll, uh, that you are of good standing, that you have no outstanding local authority fines, that you don't have any court fines against you etc etc uh, there are certain there are certain criteria that you have to fulfill for both local and general elections in order to be considered uh, of sufficient character if you like right on. okay if you so if you have to if there are outstanding fines or debts perhaps that might exclude you if say you've served a prison sentence but you've completed it and, you know, you're now in the straight and narrow. Ooh, you've got me. That's uh, a tech... Yeah, I, I, I don't think... I don't think that precludes you in, in any outright way. No, I don't mm. think so. I could be mistaken and texters are more than welcome to correct me on that. But um, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't think that would be considered uh, reasonable or, or fair. So no, I don't think so. Yeah, right. So, right. Okay, so you've... Uh, <laughs> you, you, you've... Uh, uh, you haven't directed that much attention to your terrible prison sentence and uh, you, <laughs> you, you've paid your 500 quid or whatever. The I suppose it's, it, it's a similar point now, particularly if you're an independent, that no more than trying to attract the attention of your peers within your political party, now you're trying to attract attention within the general public. Well, this is it. And so, I mean, the, the first question you have to ask yourself is, one, do I want to run for election? Two, why do I want to run for election? And then three, what am I going to do to get my profile up and get my issues forward and make people say, you know what, Sean Moncrief or Noel Rock deserves my number one vote on this occasion. He's better than all the other 20 or 25 people on the ballot for this particular reason. So you have to decide for yourself, how are you going to go about that? Is it social media? Is it 
knocking on doors? Is it that you have a particularly compelling campaign angle of sending a free news talk branded radio to every person who votes for you? These are the questions you have to ask yourself. Yeah. It, 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 are there rules about that in terms of on the radio or, or buying everybody? You know, they yeah, yeah. used to be like everybody in the pub got a pint kind of thing. <laughs> is is that technically legal? Uh, I mean, um, it's uh, there's spending limits. I'll start there, OK? There's yeah. spending limits when it comes to Dáil and Shannon and council elections. For council elections, the limit, the absolute limit is in and around, I think, €13,000. For Dáil elections, again, it depends on the number of seats in a constituency, but the ceiling starts to emerge at around the high €20,000 mark for a three-seat constituency, which would be the size of constituency I'd know best. So, you could buy every man in the pub a pint, but you probably couldn't buy every man in every pub and every woman in every pub a pint for five years straight. That yes. would start to bump up against the spending <laughs> limits, essentially. Right. Okay. So that's that's gone as a strategy <laughs> yeah, then, really. Yeah, yeah. But 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 in terms of if if you like positioning yourself and what it is you want people to vote for, because I do remember in the last couple of elections, a lot of people running as independents, basically on the I'm a straight talker and mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not corrupt, unlike all the others who obviously were clearly admitting they were corrupt and not straight talkers. You need more than that, surely. Well, I mean, you're moving you're moving into campaign strategy there, I suppose, Sean, to mm. a certain extent. Some would say the looser you leave it, the better in some respects. And then in the minds of the voter, you are essentially a blank canvas upon which people can say... Sean is in favour of buying pints and pubs and then others can say I don't think Sean is in favour of buying pints and pubs if you know what I mean so yeah, you can kind yeah. of occupy both sides of the argument simultaneously if you run on a very vague nebulous uh, I'm a straight talker type of platform in fact you would argue strategically maybe that's the better thing to do of course when you're in a political party you, you don't have such a luxury <laughs> wow okay <laughs> I don't I, I, and I don't I, I don't want to kind of name brands because they don't want to you know they might advertise but there are certain if you like beers very well known beers the, the bigger the bigger sellers are kind of bland tasting mm, so mm. you can't like or dislike them they're yeah, just kind of yellow fizzy stuff y- you want to occupy as much of the spectrum as possible essentially yeah. and not offend people whereas a sour beer or a 9% alcohol beer yeah. might only make a certain amount of sales whereas a, a 4% lager or a Guinness or goodness uh, <laughs> might, 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 might sell an awful lot more because it, you know, it occupies the middle of that market kind of the same in politics to a certain extent as well yeah. you don't want to be too so too what edgy. do you say if you don't want to say I'm definitely in favour of this or definitely against that well I mean when it comes to parties and because parties are expected to form governments in particular there are manifestos set out from the top down essentially the manifestos are broadly agreed upon mostly above the candidates heads in most cases so you would have to be expected to you know subscribe to what the party is setting out and those things because if the party wins enough seats it has to go into government you are expected to stick by them you okay, know? yeah, so, so so you can... But, but then even at that, if you're a candidate for a party on the doorstep, you can say, mm, you know, I'm not crazy about that one. You know, if, if somebody gives you jip about it on the doorstep. Uh, yeah, and I mean, there's always an element of localism as well, whereby, you know, a party will say something at a broad national macro level, but actually, because of the circumstances of a particular constituency, that might not, you know, quite match the circumstances of that area. For instance, um, one big issue in the last general election was the Metrolink across Dublin. You mm. remember this, right? Mm. And in certain parts of South Dublin, quite controversial because it would have involved tearing up roads and shutting down the Lewis line to a certain extent, etc., etc. Whereas on parts of the north side, quite popular. Uh, to be quite mm. welcomed. You know, the airport needs a rail link, etc., yeah. etc. So you would find in certain cases, I imagine, 
though I didn't run on both sides of yeah. the Liffey, <laughs> that there are probably somewhat different things being said there. Okay. That can happen. Bit of nuance. Though if you're, um, uh, if you're independent, obviously, it's probably best to have one big issue to run on or, or two yeah. or three at least. Yeah, I think so. I think in the case of most independents, there's, you need something to hang your hat on because it's more often than not the case that there is more than one independent candidate on the ballot. Mm. So why are you picking independent A over independent B? You know, there does need to be some compelling reason, I suppose, in order to do that. It's very hard to highlight good campaigns without naming names, of course. So I, I, I best not do that. I don't want to name individual no, independent indeed, politicians. No, indeed, the late Sean Loftus, who changed his name by deed poll to Sean, Sean Dublin, Dublin Bay Loftus. Loftus yes, that, indeed. You know, and later Rockall Loftus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, people knew what he stood for. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if I was going to be doing things again, maybe I would change my name to Noel Metrolink Rock. Or maybe yeah. you would be Sean News Talk Moncrief or something like that if we were going to pursue a general election next time out. Sean Dublin Bay Loftus is someone that many, many people remember for, for that reason specifically. It's also, of course, Alfie Byrne, who's a famous 10-time Lord Mayor of Dublin, uh, the shaking hand of Dublin. Yeah. He's essentially <laughs> just, just known for being mayor and kind of perpetuated himself. Yeah, that's uh, OK. So that's that's you need something. And but even at that, OK, you have you have a good, strong uh, if you're an independent, you have a good, strong issue that a, a lot of people have opinions on or might even support you on. But you're how do you get like the the vexed question of the posters knocking on doors yeah. all that even though it seems terribly old fashioned it works all it, that stuff it, it certainly does work and it has to be done like I like posters as much as the public likes posters which mm. is to say I don't like posters yeah. they're expensive they're hard to put up, particularly on a day like this, as you can imagine, yes. Sean. It's effectively attaching a plastic sail to your back while you're 12 feet in the air, hanging off a lamppost. Um, and ultimately, they do work. Um, they do move the needle. They let people know an election is on, first of all. They let people know who you are and what you look like, second of all. And I know that seems basic, but like constituency is huge and people simply don't know mm. uh, who a lot of their local or potential politicians are in many cases. And three, people often end up informally using them rightly or wrongly, as a gauge of which candidates are kind of serious candidates or not, based on the number of posters they have as well. I mean, there's been many studies done into this. Wow. Um, and okay. that is, it's an informal gauge, certainly. So, mm. and, and when people go into to vote and they're looking at this long, big uh, ballot sheet, are you an ad- at an advantage if your name is Burke rather than Walsh? <laughs> yeah, I, I personally, I would think so, first of all, because it's just the way it's the way we <laughs> read. Because Rock, yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah, reason. Yeah. That's why I lost <laughs> I'd be a minister now if it wasn't for that. <laughs> it's a disgrace. But that said, of course, uh, Varadkar is about to become Taoiseach. So yes, how do I, how do I rationalise yeah. that in my, in my, in my logic? Um, but yeah, of course, n- people scan names from top to bottom. So I'd say there is some modest, modest, modest advantage to being A for a Hearn mm. rather than... And perhaps V for Varadkar or Z for Zapone down yeah. the bottom. Um, but it's obviously, it's not a huge impact. More often than not, people walk into the polling station roughly knowing who their number one vote is going to be or what mm. party maybe their yeah. number one vote is going to be for. They don't necessarily know who two, three and four are necessarily until they start seeing the pictures and the names and filling it in. But certainly they walk in with a rough idea of rock one and then they go down to or for the first thing and yeah. the one goes there and then they maybe scan the list from top to bottom again if that makes sense well yeah. that's that's what I do anyway and I yeah. think that's what others do and, and also I mean you mentioned uh, social media and it's it's advantageous for candidates because it's cheap and everybody can engage with it but I, I assume disadvantageous because you can have a candidate who is fabulous everyone loves them but 20 years ago when they were in college they dressed as Adolf Hitler at a 
fancy dress party and there are pictures. Mm. Uh, is that a kind of... A, are there things now that you go, that rules you out, my the, friend, the, I'm sorry. The, the old skeletons in the closet yeah. and social media. It, it does. And, you know, there's, I suppose, a sort of a problem for the emerging generation insofar as everything in their records in their lives from like age 12 onwards is somewhat digitised now to a certain Mm. extent. So that does create a bit of a concern. Like, I mean, one of the best things that happened to people my age, approximately, I'm 34, is that the entire archive of Bebo not that there was anything controversial on my Bebo, <laughs> but it effectively just disappeared at some yes. stage in the mid-2000s and it was gone. You said that. that? No, I'm sure some, some, some tech-savvy so, so, 14-year-old has it already. <laughs> Somebody's working to download it right now, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, essentially, because more of people's lives are digitised, there is more of a need to be a little bit careful and a little bit conscious if you intend to enter into public life or political Mm. life about just making sure that, you know, what you said in 2010 about the local GAA team may not look so great in 2024 when you're running for a local election and that GAA team is in your parish, for example. Yeah, indeed. A lot to take into consider. No, thanks a million for coming in to talk to us today. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.